a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we are here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And this is a very important episode for our podcast. (laughs) Um, I feel like we might have a few new listeners because of the goings-on on on Twitter. Twitter drama. So, uh, I guess maybe we should just briefly introduce ourselves um, well, I guess we just did that, but like kind of introduced the new format of our podcast since we're sort of changing it up a little bit. Um, so our recaps are now going to be season five. If you didn't already know that, we're sort of skipping ahead to the current Riverdale. Yeah, we got like a little bit tired of, of season two. That was a little. Yeah, so you can go listen hard to, our, to maintain. our first uh, season, but it's kind of hard to recap old seasons while also keeping up with new seasons so yeah we're going full steam ahead with season five hopefully over our long hiatus you were able to just like catch up to um season five if you were listening along with us um or like watching <laughs> along with us um and yeah so i guess a lot has happened since the last time we recorded when did we record last like two weeks ago three weeks ago gosh i don't even remember it was, like, before before the new year, I think. Yeah, we, I could probably find it. We recorded... Oh, yeah, we did, like, a... It was after... It was, like, right after the new year. We did, like, a 2020 wrap-up kind of episode. And a week... I think it was a week and a half ago when all of the Twitter drama went down, and we wanted, we wanted to do a whole episode then, but things just, like, were crazy. Yeah, so we had, like, here we are... Everything. First episode of season five is officially out. We have watched it, and our our Twitter account got some traction over the uh, yes over the break. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I guess would you like to like kind of set the scene where our mindset was when this all started, in terms of just yeah. Like... So I think I think the theme of this entire episode, um, including our recap of of season five episode one is barchi but i guess barchi versus bughead but more specifically barchi question mark on yeah like it (laughs) more specifically focused on our dislike and just confusion of why people like barchi yeah um anyways so i We've talked about, I mean, when we recapped season one, we talked about how we were, thought it was a good move that they abandoned the Betty, Veronica, and Archie love triangle, because we just thought that it didn't work, that there was no chemistry at all between Archie and Betty. And then at the end of season four, when they started returning to that we were I mean at least I know when I was watching it like I got very angry and not because I because the couples were like because bug there's like a threat to bughead or varchi but just because I was like why are they doing this like it just does not make sense but then a couple weeks ago on I sort of stumbled into Barchi Twitter and I was I was so confused I was like there's like I was I was sure that there were uh like one or two Barchi fans out there, but I didn't realize there was a whole very vocal faction of the fan base that was so obsessed with Barchi and that was like completely just like perplexed me. And so I I saw this fan cam that a fan had made it was a Barchi fan cam to driver's license. And I sent that to Luke. Just, just like texted it to me. Yeah, I was like, I just don't get this at all. And then Luke tweeted. Do well, you yeah. have the tweet pulled up? Yeah, so, well, so you sent it to me and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, that's, like, I just, like, didn't really, like, feel 
emotional at all because I just like don't feel like they have any chemistry. So then, I mean, we our Twitter literally no one followed us. Like no one has interacted with us ever. I was like, so anytime I tweeted on there, it was sort of just like whatever, like just tweeting into the void. And so I retweeted or quote tweeted the original fan cam saying, "Is it controversial to say that this?" or this is um, not that emotional because they have no chemistry anyways. And some people had a lot to say about that, which I, I, like, I don't really understand like exactly why people are like so angry at that. And that tweet was up for like at least like 15 hours, 17 hours before anyone even like interacted with it at all. And then like one account was like, oh, like, you're wrong, blah, blah. and then like the onslaught of Barchi Twitter came for our podcast. Um, yeah, which that was new. That was very new for us. And then I, on my own account, I quote tweeted what Luke had tweeted on Pops and Pop Culture, and then I just said, "Apparently, this is very controversial, but they have zero chemistry." Oops, literally. Like, literally, there's nothing there. Angst, longing, anything other than their childhood friendship bringing them together. Nope, I just don't get it. And then, so I just, like, I think I just tweeted that during school. And I get, again, like, no one looks at my tweet. So I didn't think that anyone would see that. And then I checked my phone, like, maybe, like, 30 minutes later. And there were just, like, 20 quote tweets of people just, like, really, of, like, Barchi fans just, like, being, like, really aggressive like again that uh I don't think Luke and I were like at all personally offended by anything people said but like people are mean yeah I know like I can like for a second I could understand why like celebrities can like are negatively affected by like hate comments like I feel like it's sort of like oh they're celebrities like blah 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 but like for a second you could understand that if like you were personally offended by every individual thing that someone said about you on the internet like that could be like detrimental to your (laughs) mental health um but I think a lot of people were saying like we're flops we're alienating half of our fan base there was a lot of that going on and I feel like people didn't realize that we like know that we just don't really have a very big fan base like we're not like upset about that and I feel like people were really trying to um like I don't know yeah I don't know like personally offend us and I was like I feel like everyone is taking this way more seriously than we are which I think is part of like the funny part of it but we we learned so at first it was just a bunch of bargy people that attacked us but then some bughead people started defending us and we learned from them it seems like that's just what bargy fans do is like whenever someone attacks bargy they like quote tweet them a bunch of times so it seems like if you're a active part of the Riverdale fan base on Twitter this is like a normal occurrence which it was a it was like not the past Tuesday but the Tuesday before and it was really only a day that all the tweets were coming in but I know I was just glued to Twitter the whole or since like three when everything started happening so I couldn't imagine doing that every day because like I was just so distracted from everything else yeah I know being an active fan of Riverdale on it's Twitter, a lot of work it's a full-time job <laughs> um so yeah I mean I think we I think the uh the hate that we received um for our original tweet ultimately helped us so I don't really, oh, yeah. I definitely attracted some new people. Welcome if you're listening because of that. Um, so I don't really know what their end goal was of like censoring our podcast. Like at one point I tweeted like we are now like the most hated Riverdale podcast. And then everyone was like, well, how how can you be the most hated if like no one knows who you are? I'm like, well, the only reason well, why people nowadays. know who you are is because or know who yeah, we are is because is like... you're retweeting us over and over again. Someone was like, they just said that to get followers. And I was like, well, really, that was not the plan, but it worked. Yeah, I was like, we really were just, like, tweeting it because we had nothing better to do. Um, And you're the ones that are giving us followers. But that aside, um, I think it helped us uh, engage a little bit more with the Riverdale fandom on Twitter. 
um, we learned a lot about, um, you know, just the fact that there are a lot of Barchies out there, which is a little bit baffling to me. But I mean, yeah, if you're a Barchie but... and you enjoy our podcast, welcome. No hate to you. No hate to Barchie Daily, yeah. who was the original account. Like, yeah, seriously, no hate at all. I'm just like. <laughs> I'm honestly, like, like if you're a huge Barchi fan, like, I'm honestly just curious, like, what draws you to them. I don't even mean that in a judgmental way. Yeah. Um, like, I, I also and, feel like people who are Barchi fans who were, like, un, like offended by us saying that we thought they had no chemistry think we are, like, think that, like, KJ Appa and, like, like, I think they think we're, like, personally attacking the show. And I mean, like... Obviously, we I mean, think the show know. has problems, like, if you've listened to our podcast. But, like, I don't think, like, that relationship not being, not having chemistry is, like, what we, like, it's not, like, a saying, like, we hate the show, I feel like. Yeah, and we, I mean, if you listen to the, our podcast, we are, like, critical of the show, but we did yes. make a whole podcast about it, so clearly we like it enough. Yeah, um, I, I think it's, like, intriguing to discuss, but, like, I think ultimately... They don't have chemistry. Yeah. And we should we should say, especially for any new listeners, like we're casual fans who just enjoy talking about it. Like we're not deep into the fandom. Yeah. So, so anyone that's, that's just... like critical of us, like in terms of like how great of fans we are of the show, I feel like that just that crit yeah. that um criticism didn't really land for me because I was like you're taking this way more seriously than I have ever taken this show. But if we do get something wrong, because we probably might get something wrong, like, please tell us. Yeah. Tweet us. Pops, pop culture. Um, I think this was also, this criticism was also kind of well-timed in terms of uh, just, like, general Barchi um, bughead tensions in the fandom. Um, there was also some other controversy where Seventeen apparently published, um, like, quotes from a fake interview with someone they thought was Lily Reinhardt, but who was actually someone completely unrelated, who was, like, pretending to be Lily Reinhardt. Um, yeah. Which is a and bit bizarre. And this person was saying something... I, nev- I never saw the article, so I don't know exactly what it said, but just from reading what people are saying on Twitter, it seems like... They were basically saying, like, Barchi is far from over. So then everyone was like, well, it's like a crazy Barchi fan. And, and people were like, oh, is it Barchi Daily? Which is like, I think that's the biggest Barchi account on yeah. Twitter. And then Barchi Daily was like, no, I don't know why I would do that. And also identity theft is like illegal. And I'm not about that, which... Although I, I may disagree with Barchi Daily on some things, I definitely think that Barchi Daily did not do that. I am willing to defend them. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like there were some Barchi fans who were like, oh, well, maybe it was like a Bughead fan who did it, so then they could blame the Barchi fandom. So I think this just kind of like poured fuel on the fire between them. Because there's a, there's a lot of hostility between these two sects of the fandom yeah um as we learned i don't really know like i have no idea how this happened like how it's does not reflect well on 17 that a fake um like yeah. an impersonator of lily reinhardt somehow it seems like them. other publications had caught it because this per- this person gave interviews to a lot of different pu- publications but 17 was the only one who actually published it so yeah not a great look for them yeah but clearly tensions are running high in the fandom so you know i guess i guess that's uh bringing attention to riverdale um keeping the conversation going and i think season five will definitely uh have a lot of will only add to the tensions, which will make it interesting yeah. at least. Um, should we get into the or into the recap? I guess. Yeah. So we're going to be doing these recaps a little bit differently than we did the our other recaps. We're not going to go through like scene by scene. We're just gonna 
talk about the important things. We don't have a super rigid structure right now, so we're just going to see how it goes. Yeah. So, uh, one of... I mean, there's a few different plot lines throughout this um, this episode, um, but I think one thing that was kind of a weird change at the beginning of the episode that was introduced was the fact that Hiram's illness is apparently not terminal anymore, um, and it seems like he's going to survive, um, and apparently he's on a new workout regimen, which is beating people up in alleys, so... That's an interesting turn of events. I, I wasn't really... I don't know. It was sort of a weird thing that happened. Because we were pretty sure that he had a terminal illness, but that could be wrong. We could be remembering. I that. thought he had, like, a few months to live. Like, I thought he was, like, probably going to die I in this season. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I, I thought he was probably going to be dead after the time jump. But... Yeah. Maybe he won't we'll be. we'll just see what happens then. I... I don't know if I while while we were watching it, I was like, no, I don't want Hiram to die, but I don't know. Sometimes I just sometimes Hiram's a a good character, and sometimes you're like, oh my god, can we just be well, done with this? Like, I just feel family like drama. I just feel like the the Hiram drama. It's like often it's with Archie, and it's just the same thing over and over again. It's like. Hiram is now friends with Archie, and then, up oh, something bad happens, and then they're, like, never going to be, like, working together ever again, and then they just start working together again, and then, like, it's, like, just the same thing over and over again, and I'm and like, how is, like, like, Archie gonna never... And it seems like that's going to continue. Yeah, based on the, so. the, the um, preview for next episode, it seems like we're just going to get, like, more Archie-Hiram content, which is just never good, so... I feel like if they could spice up his character a little bit and, like, change the plot lines, it would make it more interesting. Um, okay. So then the next, like, kind of big thing which sort of carries out through this entire episode is Archie trying to get into the Naval Academy. Which, I feel like this is very amusing. Yeah, this is probably the like the weirdest or is is it though <laughs> i was gonna uh, say it was the weirdest plot line of the episode uh i mean maybe the the f- weird film festival thing has yeah. it some competition but um archie's trying to get into the naval academy and he has this interview where he brings veronica yeah. i don't know why veronica tags along for this and veronica's basically doing the whole interview for him it's sort of yeah yeah and and they're so they're just like in like the um whatever that like youth what what is his gym his gym yeah what's it called his community center yeah he's just showing them around and like whatever and then apparently there's some other guy that he has to that he's like in competition with for the spot at the Naval Academy named K.O. Kelly. That's his name. That's Um, his name. And so I guess somehow they work out a deal where it's like, okay, they're just going to like wrestle each other and then, or box each other. Is it boxing? Yeah, they're boxing each other. They're going to box each other. And then whoever wins the boxing match will just get the spot at the Naval Academy, which for anyone who's unfamiliar with the process of getting into the Naval Academy, that is not at all anywhere close to how it is. And it's, I mean, that's just, like, a completely ethical way to do college admissions. Like, you know, just having, like, children fight each other. And not to be, like, like, obviously there's so much, like, wrong with that situation, but also, like, to get, like, Archie could never get into the Naval Academy. Like, he almost, like, didn't even pass high school. Like, I don't know how he's, like, at all even in the running for the Naval Academy. Yeah. And you need, like... Not just about, like, are you a good boxer? It's like, are you also a good student? Yeah, and also you need, like, a um, recommendation from, like, a state or, like, a elected official, not just, like, the mayor. Like, it needs to be, like, a representative or a senator or, like, president. Like, you can't just, like, box your way into the Naval Academy. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway. I, like, I feel like they but... could have done that for any other school, but... They set up the situation so that Archie is boxing some guy named K.O. Kelly 
um, but we have to talk about Kaylee. Mm-hmm. So when Veronica hears the name, she's like, K.O. Kelly, that's my friend Katie Keene's boyfriend. Coincidentally, and... I know this person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like... um, we, we, neither of us have watched Katie Keene, right? Never no. Katie it's like the spin- but... Riverdale spinoff show. Sort of. Yeah, no, but I, I did watch the trailer for Katie Keene because they did consider watching it at one point. And I recognized one of the the characters in it because his well the actor's name is Zane Holt and he was in this show Make It or Break It if you remember that show from like 2012 <laughs> it's just like really great um really soapy teen show about gymnastics and he plays Austin Tucker in it so I was like oh my god is it gonna be Austin Tucker um and it was, and Zane Holtz is also 34, so he's, like, 10 <laughs> years older than some of these people that are way too old to be playing high school students yeah, already, like, but... He's, like, twice the age of the character he's playing. <laughs> um, yeah, he actually is. Um, and he's also, like, I remember him being a bad actor in Make It or Break It, and he's, he's a bad actor in... Uh, worse than a lot of the actors in Riverdale. Yeah, um, that's saying something, but... Yeah, so... Archie has to box K.O. Keen. But the weird thing is Kelly. that because... <laughs> or K.O. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> the weird thing is that because K.O. Kelly is friends... Or, like, sort of knows Veronica through Katie Keen, like, they... K.O. Kelly is, like, ends up staying in Archie's bedroom, like, while he's in town for the boxing match. And, like, they spend a lot of time together throughout the episode because they're, like, friends. Which is, like, really awkward because they're, like, literally boxing for the spot at the Naval Academy. Which is, like, a really prestigious, like, like, it would be, like, very, it's, like, a very important thing for both of them. So it's just, like, kind of a weird situation. They have an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and it clearly, it seems like Archie just, like, wants nothing to do with K.O. Kelly and... I'm I'm curious to see if he is like a reoccurring character this season. I can, well, we were Kaonica fans. Yeah, well, so that's that's late. When does that happen? Later in the episode. We'll get to that later. Um okay, so that's like kind of one plotline and ultimately Archie doesn't even get into the Naval Academy. KO Kelly wins. But unclear if KO Kelly will end up staying in Riverdale. Um Oh, and also, like, there's weird scenes where, like, Archie is, like, boxing KO, and then, like, his mom is just, like, watching him, and it's just, like, it's a bit strange. Like, there's, like, a lot of spectators for the boxing match, which seems also... There's also this scene where the two of them are, like, training together, but they're kind of competing, and Archie's like, you're bigger than me, but I'm stronger than you, and then... And then K.O. Kelly gets, like, really tired and Archie's better. And I was like, oh. I think that was an excuse mm. for them to have, like, a workout sequence. Yeah, where they, they could take their shirts off. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the whole Naval Academy thing. And then Betty and Jughead are off com- doing something completely different. So, I guess at the end of season four, there was kind of this unresolved plot line of there have been these, like videos being sent to all, everyone's houses where like people in masks dressed up as other people are like doing uh, how do you even explain what this is it's, yeah like, they're very bizarre they're wearing these really weird masks of all the main characters and reenacting some scenes that actually happen like like uh Cliff Blossom killing Jason Blossom, but they were also acting out some scenes that weren't real, like all of them killing Mayor, not Mayor, Principal Honey. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really... So anyway, creepy videos being sent to people, basically. Um, And I would have been happy to just leave this plot line in season four. (laughs) Personally, I would have been okay never knowing who sent the videos. But I, I can understand why I, yeah. Betty and Jughead are not okay with that. 
well, when have they ever been okay with something like that? Um, so obviously Betty and Jughead are on the case. They're working with Betty's brother who works for the FBI, who I really feel like is like somehow implicated in all well, this. Well, yeah, there, there's, there's something weird going on there, especially since he seems to be in a relationship with a chick. If yeah, I'm remembering that correctly. So there's something, something is about weird him going on with him. I, that... I feel like he's like doing the videos or something. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they're working with him. So they end up going to the jail to talk to Brett, who was from last season, who I like completely forgot about until. Also, he <laughs> looks so much like Chuck. Is that his name? The FBI brother. Yeah, he kind of does. And so I guess Brett. He dealt with like video things because he like had like a whole collection of weird videos. Yeah, so he I guess I guess they thought he would have some information about the videos, which I guess was kind of smart. Um, And they find out from him that there's like a video store in town that like hosts these like. Well, they already knew about the video store, and they already knew that there were some weird. Yeah, but they find there, but... out that this video store sells tickets to these, like, nighttime film festivals that are, like, secret, and they show, like, snuff films. I, like, it doesn't really make sense. But they find out that they have to, like, trade some sort of film that's, like, desirable by the the movie store to get a ticket to the nighttime film festival thing (laughs) slash like rager it was pretty crazy i I don't really understand um what is going on but so anyway so then they they decide they're gonna try and make their own like film um to sell but it's gonna be like fake like it's not gonna be an actual murder or anything like real so they like in they enlist um some Cheryl of their friends, and Cheryl and Reggie. Reggie to like reenact some like film somewhere, and it seemed like I, it was unclear where they were filming it, but and maybe in the bunker. No, no, no. It was no, it wasn't the bunker. It was in the chapel, and I thought it was the chapel in the hospital. But I don't know if that's right. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> it where it looked like it was. the chapel in the hospital. They probably just reused that set. I'm getting guess. Yeah. So anyway, they make this film, um, but then, and so then they go to the film store to try and sell it for a ticket to the thing, but they don't, the guy is like, oh, this is definitely fake, like, you guys were scammed, this isn't real, but Betty has backup videos, which are the videos that the black, from, like, the Black Hood's childhood of, like, him getting, like, indoctrinated into, like, being a serial killer or something. Like, what even is going on at this point? I don't oh know. Gosh, I like who knows? These are videos that we saw in, like, season two. So I guess it sort of makes sense. Somehow Betty got her hands on them. I don't know why they weren't, like, destroyed or, like, locked away. But she somehow has access to them. Um, and so they get a ticket to this private screening thing. So they go to the private screening. Oh, my God. Yeah, and this was, uh, I think it was a good bughead scene. And I was never like, I would never have considered myself a, a bughead stan, but after this... Well, now uh, I not, feel like we well, have to be. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just that. a good bughead episode. Yeah. And we, we also, just to make it clear, we don't like bughead because we're... Cole Sprouse fans. Like, I'm very indifferent to Yeah, Cole everyone Sprouse. was it's saying, just it's like, oh, you the just relationship like Cole that makes more sense. I do not have a Cole Sprouse poster in my room, as someone on Twitter <laughs> suggested. I, well, well, I do, do have, have a, a Riverdale calendar that has Cole Sprouse's face on it, but it's Jughead, not Cole Sprouse. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so anyway, they're in this private screening. It's, like, kind of like a rave. There's, like, different rooms that are, like, showing different films it's like very creepy and weird and then they run into jelly bean in the like rave and she's like 14 15 i don't know how old like she is, how did she even get a ticket to that's... this thing i don't 
like she the... got it from like her her friend from soccer's brother or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she but got it from that's... Lauren at soccer. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. I would like, be. I I think when we were watching it, we were like we'd be terrified to go there at any age, but especially uh, at fourteen. Like what? Yeah. Is going on? Yeah. I don't even really know why they added that plot line in there or that like plot point in there because it doesn't really seem like it affects the episode at all. Maybe that will have some like greater bearings later on. But anyway, do they are they even successful? They're like looking for the guy who's making all these films and they think he's going to be at this rave, I guess. But do they mm-hmm. find the person? I don't know. I don't even remember. They they find people watching one of those movies or one of those videos, but and so they start. Jughead just walks up to this person in like a creepy mask, and he's like, "Are you the director of this of this film? Like, do you know the director?" And then someone somehow he gets into a fight with one of the guys there, who it seems like maybe he was kind of like flirting with Betty uh, like yeah, being know. like predatory and then and then Jughead like punches him. Yeah, it was like very sudden. I was not expecting that. But this whole whole film festival scene is like intercut with Archie and KO Kelly's like boxing. boxing match, which is really it was an interesting choice. Yeah, because they're so different. Like, And it's like, you see Jughead, like, punch the guy, and then it cuts to the boxing match, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is a very intense sequence. Um, so then they leave, I guess. I don't honestly remember what, like, what happens. Well, they find, like, they find Jellybean, and they're like, okay, like, we need to get her out of here. Yeah, so I don't really think that was a very successful um, attempt at figuring this out. Um, okay, so that's that. And then there's also, well, we briefly mentioned that there's like a scene at Le Bonnui, um where, uh, I, I like, I don't really know why this happens, but I guess like Veronica invites K.O. Kelly to come to Le Bonnui to like see her perform or something. And then yeah. uh, Archie and Veronica, or Archie and And Jughead Betty and Jughead and, and K.O. Kelly are all sitting at, sitting at a it's table together. It's such a weird group. It's such a weird group. And so then Veronica is singing the song. And that she, I guess it's a song she wrote for Archie. Yeah. Did she write it? Because but was it she, the song that Archie wrote for her? Or was for it? Because she saw the song that Archie wrote for Betty, and Archie was like, oh, it's just, like, it's a bad song, and he, like, threw it. He, like, crumpled up the yeah. paper and, like, threw it. Anyway, she's singing a song that's supposed to be, like, sentimental to her and Archie. But Archie's clearly just, like, not having it, because um, end of season four, there was, like, are Betty and Archie going to get together? Like, they were, like having a thing for a second there so Archie's still clearly hung up on that um and then there's like some weird like moments where it's like almost seems like K.O. Kelly and Veronica are like (laughs) having a moment over the song (laughs) which honestly I kind of we kind of shipped them yeah well, the the complicated thing is that K.O. Kelly is dating Katie Keene, and Katie Keene and Veronica friend. are friends, but that's never stopped Riverdale before, so. Yeah, I mean, I just think... bring Katie Keene on, and then we'll just have another love triangle. Yeah. I never, I was always very indifferent to Archie, um, but Archie is just, like, not being good to Veronica right now. Yeah, so I, I feel, feel like so bad for Veronica. For Veronica episode. deserves, like, I mean, she could probably do better than Reggie, but, like, she and Reggie are, like, fine together. I kind of liked her and Reggie. Or, uh, what's a K.O. Kelly? K.O. So, uh, let us know on Twitter if you think K.O. is a worthy ship. Because, I mean, 
if you're a Barchi fan, like Veronica needs some justice too. So like maybe Kayonica. Oh, and I have seen some people that were like, if Veronica or if Betty and Archie get together, then Veronica and Jughead should get together. <laughs> and if I you've mean... listened to this podcast before, you know that we're big fans of the the Veronica and Jughead friendship. Not yeah, the relationship. They nope. kissed like one time, but I don't think that was that was not like a romantic kiss. That was like a dare. Yeah. And I feel like we do not need to explore that. We do not need that. Nope. Um, okay. So that's that scene happens. So then the other thing that's like the big um plot point of this episode is the prom. Um so early on, um Cheryl uh is talking about how she like really wants to be prom queen um so you know like very like different levels of like how serious everything is like there's like a snuff film like investigation there's like boxing someone to get into the naval academy and then cheryl just like gets to um be prom queen and originally she and she wants to be prom queen co-queens with tony and uh Kevin wants to be co-kings with Fang. Well, no, I think Kevin was just signing up Fangs to be the king. Oh, they don't the even need to too. be co-kings? I don't know. I actually wasn't totally clear on that. But then Cheryl was like, well, part of, of this fantasy is that I exist in a world where everybody <laughs> wants me to be the prom queen. So that was kind of like the, I think, the Cheryl quote of the episode. Yeah, I think Cheryl... I thought Cheryl had an interesting episode... And then, because um, Cheryl's going to prom with Tony, um, I guess, like, Tony's family doesn't really know that she's dating Cheryl, so that creates some drama there. Um, Because they hate the Blossom family. Yeah, Tony's family hates the Blossoms. Not unreasonable. Yeah, so I think one thing that was interesting is we got, like, a better look at Tony's family, because I don't think we've ever really met any of Tony's family members. Mm-hmm. So we meet her grandma, who doesn't approve of her dating um, Cheryl. So then there's some drama surrounding that. But honestly, it was, like, not that. Yeah, not, it wasn't, like, a the big part of not the Not that episode. juicy. It was just like, oh, but they broke up. Oh, that's later. Well, at the end of the episode, that's they later. broke up. <laughs> it's like, I'll I be back that. together. It's not going to last long, I don't think. Um, so then... So then they're getting ready for prom. So and Cheryl and Tony end up going to the prom together. We get a scene with Nana Rose, who I feel like I appreciate Nana Rose. Yeah. She was, like, always really creepy, but now she's, like, kind of sweet. Because she's Cheryl's, like, only sane um, guardian. <laughs> so they take pictures on some, like, really ancient-looking camera. Um, And then we get a really great bughead moment, which... This was the other thing that was funny is that, like, everyone on Twitter who's, like, a Barchi was saying, like, oh, like, finally we get some Barchi content. Like, we've been waiting so long. Like, finally we can see this relationship play out. And, like, I feel like this was one of, like, the strongest Bughead episodes I've seen in a while. For sure. Especially from their prom pictures. It was, like, so cute. I was, and like, it's, it's so clear that this Barchi thing is, like, very one-sided. Yeah, like, clearly. Barchi, like... like Betty, but Betty likes Jughead. Yeah, so like, it's not gonna work out. Which is sort of like the opposite of how it was at the very beginning. Like, yeah. in the first season. When it was like, Betty likes Archie um, and Archie likes Veronica. Yeah. So it's just, anyway, just so a mess. There's good Bughead prom pictures. Um, and then, when Archie and Veronica take their prom pictures, there are there's like a weird... Thing where Hiram asks Archie to be his deputy mayor. Um, so yeah, this kid is like 17, 18. And like, I don't understand most. this at all. And Veronica says she's going to take a gap year from um, and defer from, from Barnard, Barnard so that she can be with him while he's deputy mayor. Like what on earth? I don't even understand this. But I guess maybe he'll be deputy mayor after the time jump. Oh my gosh, what if 
um, okay, this is slightly unrelated, but what if, um, I feel like they said that Veronica has, I think, a fiancé coming into the time jump, or coming out of the time jump, which I I could be remembering that wrong, but I think I saw that on Twitter, so what if it's K.O. Kelly? Because she was in New York. Oh. Oh, that's definitely, I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Because maybe they, I don't know if Katie Keene is still going on, but I feel like they probably canceled it. I thought they canceled Katie Keene. So now Zayn Holtz has a lot of free time so he can join the Riverdale cast. Yeah. Oh god, we're gonna get a lot of KO content. Okay, well, anyway, so, unclear exactly what's going on. Um, so then they go to prom, and the prom is so strange because the parents are all there. Yeah, the parents are always there. Which, it doesn't make sense why they're even there, because it's not like they're doing anything. Like, it doesn't really matter that they're there. They're just, like, all dancing. But it's, when I say the parents, I mean only the main character's parents are there. Like, no, none of the other yeah. parents are there. I think they, so, the lodges mentioned before that they were chaperones. But there's always, like one moment at the end of the Riverdale episodes that brings together the parents and the and the kids, but the parents didn't really have their own plot lines in this yeah, episode. Yeah, the parents were, like, hardly in this episode. And they didn't do anything at the prom scene, so it didn't really make a lot of sense for this episode. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but then kind of one big thing at the prom is that, like, Archie and Veronica have like a whole discussion about their relationship with Betty and Archie reveals to Veronica that he is in love with Betty. Does he say for Veronica? Or I don't know if he's in love with Betty. I feel like like, like, he just say that they they kissed outside of pretending that they were together for Whatever the whole dumb plot thing. Dead thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, but like he's saying, like, like this something's going on with me and Betty. Yeah. And... That song that I wrote was for Betty, not for you. And so then Cheryl becomes prom queen with Tony. It's all great, and then um, awkwardly invites them up to dance right after um, Archie just told Veronica that. He kissed Betty. So that's... Yeah, it was very awkward. Very awkward. Um, um, and they were yeah. they were playing us this song that I really like called Fade Into You. So I was really excited about that. But then this then dance all goes got interrupted by one of, the, one of the movies. And this time it was... Was it... What was it? It was at the video store. And there was someone wearing a mask of the guy. I don't. Do you remember his name? David, I think. I don't. Yeah, maybe. Who works like the at guy the, video who runs the video store? Who's clearly? I mean, I don't think he's the one who's making the movies, but he's clearly like very sketchy. Yeah. And, and it was a video of him getting killed. There's a video of him getting killed. And um, the, this was such a weird thing. Sequence, it was because really weird they're scene. like projecting this video. And everyone is just continuing to dance without even realizing what's going on, except for, like, the main cast members, who are all like, what is going on? Like, this is really creepy. But then everyone else, like, no one even realizes. Because they're just, like, it's just, like, the song changed from, like, a slow song to, I think, Psycho Killer, and everyone just start. everyone, it was, like, a slow dance, and then everyone just starts, like, going crazy and dancing, and, and then Jughead and, and Betty seem to be like the only ones who are really concerned yeah. i mean i think i guess archie and veronica too and ko kelly like, so this strange. was the funniest part ko kelly's just <laughs> standing kelly. there and he's like what? he's at the prom <laughs> he's at the prom he's at like, the why prom. did he I even mean, come funny. to the prom i guess he like doesn't know anyone in riverdale and probably everyone's at the prom but still like what <laughs> it's so weird and then he's just like standing there like what is going on <laughs> Because, I mean, if you live in Riverdale, like, this, like any time there's a gathering at the school, like, someone dies or something happens. Like, it's, like, probably a regular occurrence at this point. But he's just, like, what is happening? 
So, anyway. So then, after that, Archie and Veronica go home. And this is where they have, like, their full conversation. And do, I guess they, like, kind of officially break up after this conversation. But they decide that they're not gonna tell Jughead. Which is... I mean, I guess... On Archie's part, it's like, oh, he cares about Betty, so he doesn't want to ruin her relationship if, if she's happy. So don't care yeah. about that. But I think it was sweet on Veronica's part to not yeah. tell Jughead. Though, of course, yeah. there's, there's going to be a... He's going to find out, I mean, obviously. Gonna find out. It's going to be a mess, and I'm not looking forward to that. But Yeah, it's going to be sad. Um, So I do feel really bad for Veronica in this episode. Um, yeah, and then, sucks. and then a random thing is like after the promise, like Cheryl like goes home, and it seems like well Cheryl and Tony kind of break up too, I guess after this. But it's like it feels like both of them were just not at all like both couples were not at all phased by like what happened at the prom. Like I feel like people were yeah. just treating it like nothing happened. And I was like, I guess they're yeah, just they're gonna... just used to it because. We're just gonna something, like, ignore it. Something this? crazy always happens. At but, these gatherings. Oh, but um I guess I forgot to mention that Jughead and Betty, after the prom, they go to the video store and they see that it seems like it was a live video that they were playing at the prom, but nobody's there. So now they're they're looking for the uh video store owner because they don't know if he's still alive or not. Yeah. And then kind of the final scene is Archie gets home from something and there's a video on his front step. What is the video even playing? I don't even remember at this point. It's of the Black Hood oh, yeah. shooting his father. So Yeah, it's like a reenactment of Or no, it's like a reenactment of the Black Hood like with his gun to Archie's head. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the scene in Pops. Yeah. At the end there. End of season At the end of one, season I guess. One. Is that when they're beginning of season two? Anyway, so that's what we have to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm what really did you ready think of this time jump? Yeah, me too. Well, what did you think of the episode overall? I don't know. It was like not my favorite. I yeah. thought like there was like some funny parts, like the whole like fact that the Naval Academy thing and like. Even the rave was like kind of funny at times. Yeah, just, like, it was how it absurd it was. Just like very ab- abrupt, like they just plunged us right into the action, which, which makes because, sense because I know it didn't really the season feel like ended a season so abruptly. Premiere, and it, yeah, it was because it's like finishing it like, the fifth like, or the fourth season, but it felt like it could have been helpful for it to feel like for them to just catch us up a little bit more, and it for it to feel like. A season premiere because it is a season premiere and I honestly like even even like watching episodes once a week I often forget what happened by the next week but it's been a while so I feel like I, I need the I need like a little bit more time to catch up yeah I mean I feel like Right now, like, there's going to be some reveal about, like, who is orchestrating all of these videos. And I feel like that reveal is not going to be very satisfying because I just, like, A, I'm not very invested in it. And also, B, I just, like, feel like I don't remember enough of what's happened throughout this whole, like, mm-hmm. run up to the reveal to, like, really feel like the reveal is going to be very satisfying. Like, I just don't know enough. It's not going to be like, oh, my God, like, this thing was, like, a clue that's going to, like, a I just don't think it's going to be hard to, like, be invested in that decision or in that reveal. But I feel like all things considered, there's not, like, that much going on. Like, after that, after, like, the time jump, I feel like I'll be, like, pretty caught up. And hopefully a lot yeah. of, like, the random details from, like, the last few seasons won't matter as much. Yeah, I think I, I do prefer this to season three when there was the cult and then the what is that game gargoyles and griffins and gargoyles griffins and gargoyles and where there was oh so much craziness going on and I even think in this season is a little four bit more with like chill. the other 
with the other school. I was just like always so confused because there's yeah. so many new characters and I couldn't keep track of all of them. And it's just more like focused on the main characters, which is nice. Yeah. So, and, and... I think after the time jump, that will like be helpful. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, so I guess yeah. we're just we're just excited for the the time jump, and we have to make it through. There's two Three more episodes. More episodes. I think. Two more? I think there's two more left before the time jump. I thought it was three. I don't know. But we have to make it through a couple more episodes. But they're going to graduate. Like, they're going like, to graduate. The thing about this is the prom didn't even feel like a big, like, event. Like, it like it just felt like any random school dance. Well, because like, it, it doesn't. Because like it's is a prom. airing in January, so it doesn't feel like the end of the year. Yeah, I guess it it's feels not like, like it's the just end starting. of the season. Or, like, yeah. It's sort so. of weird. And then, yeah. like, I feel like they're going to graduate, and it's just not going to be that big of a thing, because it's just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It got, like, a little bit disjointed. But with, I guess like, we get to, like, ending. live all of our senior year moments that we don't actually get through. Ripping, yeah. So. It's our senior year, and it's their senior year, so we can relate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wonderful. Okay. Well. So- the teaser next episode it just looks like Archie's beating everything up. He like destroys so, like a TV. He's like punching people. Not much looks is like new. A, looks like a great time. <laughs> Lots of character development. Um, we'll be back next weekend to cover that episode. Until then, definitely tweet us your thoughts. We're Pops Pop Culture on Twitter, Please tweet us. and Instagram. Yeah, we will love to interact with you. We'll respond if you tweet at us. Um, And we'll see you next week. Uh, Bonnie. Bonnie.